Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and from Iberia Bank, offering comprehensive banking services designed to meet the needs of consumer, small business, and commercial clients, serving Louisiana clients for 100 128 years and now serving a regional base with a commitment to developing people and investing in its communities. IberiaBank.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp, Resource Management LLC, Fidelity Bank, and 30 North Investments. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Most of us in New Orleans don't use the term the big easy. We leave that for tourists and for marketing campaigns aimed at getting tourists to come here. Nonetheless, we do pride ourselves on our relaxed attitude and our casual approach towards most things. When the garbage guy, for example, decides taking half your trash is plenty, when nobody can really tell you why the power's out and why there doesn't seem to be any logical reason why you can't make a left turn anywhere, well, we shrug it off with the explanation, it's New Orleans. But even with a laid-back attitude like ours, there are occasions when we want service or attention immediately, which is why we have seen 13 urgent care medical clinics pop up around town since 2006. The sign, MHM, outside of them stands for Millennium Healthcare Management, and its co-founder is CEO Keith LeBlanc. Keith, welcome out to lunch. Thank you. There's another kind of urgent care we can get in New Orleans these days. Whether you're looking to improve your athletic performance or decrease the after effects of your party performance, the Remedy Room on St. Charles Avenue specializes in infusion therapy. Vitamins and minerals are delivered by IV for rehydration, detoxification, and other wellness therapy. The founder and primary physician at the Remedy Room is Dr. Mignon Mary. Mignon, welcome out to lunch. Thank you. Here's something that's a real only in New Orleans, except it's not only in New Orleans. We're following Austin, Boston, Baltimore, and a bunch of other cities in the adoption of an app-based business called Drizzly. Drizzly provides immediate within 60 minutes or less, delivery of alcohol. Yes, you heard that correctly. When you need booze right now and you can't get to a liquor store, the liquor store comes to you. New Orleans market manager of Drizzly is Evan McTavish. Evan, welcome out to lunch. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> These are three great guests. Keith, MHM Urgent Care Clinics are not just after our emergency doctors. The clinics are open later than most doctor's offices and they're open seven days a week, but principally they're open regular business hours. You've launched so many of them. There's obviously a need. Before you came along, would your patients have been going to an emergency room? Uh, are there people that just couldn't get an appointment quick enough with a regular doctor? Or is it a whole new market of people who if you weren't there, would go without medical care until it became a hospital-level emergency. Where do your patients come from, Keith? Majority of our patients, believe it or not, age about 25 to 60. Um, I think there are multiple factors, and, and I think you've brought up several of them. I was mentioning to Mignon earlier, uh, both born and raised, my partner and I born and raised in New Orleans, and I think Katrina was the stimulating factor. So I think if you looked at Katrina, we lost seven hospitals, 2,000 physicians left the marketplace. So. 
My friends in Houston thought I was crazy to be coming home to start the company at that point, but probably there was no better city to start the company. I think that's a microcosm of a bigger problem. Uh, you know, depending on what statistic you, you look at today, we're probably 50,000 primary care physicians short in this country. Um, you know, as that continues to grow, I think in 2020, they think that's going to be closer to 110,000. Now, why so, is that? Because, I mean, when I was growing up, that was the career. Well, I think technology over a 20-year period of time, and Mignon can probably speak to this better than I could, but, but technology over a 20-year period of time drove a lot of the physicians graduating from medical school into subspecialties. So you saw a big switch into cardiology, urology, surgery, whatever. So I think the other driving factor is, is what's happened in the insurance industry. So, you know, we tease that our business is really simplistic. It's about convenience, quality care, and cost transparency. So, you know, what did you do with your smartphone 10 years ago compared to today? Somebody picks it up and says, urgent care, uptown, right? Um, So I, I think our patient base also with high deductible plans. So... People have $2,000, $3,000, $5,000 deductible plans. You look 10 years ago, that wasn't the case. So today, particularly the younger generation that are basically healthy, that, that need care, they want it fast, they want it convenient, they want to get good care, and they want to get back to their life. And, and that, that really is the niche. And Keith, how, how does it... How do you get paid? Is it is it a copay system, or you're on insurance, or how does it work? First off, we, we're on all the insurance plans, so yes, there is a copay, there is an insurance. We also have a cash pay for patients that have no insurance at all. Um, so, you know, we don't turn anybody away. Um, you know, I, I'll tell you, we just looked at last year's statistics, and, and we're a little bit surprised, but proud of this. We saw about 170,000 patients last year, and here's the statistic that I think we didn't anticipate. 30,000 of those patients had some other issue that needed follow-up. So I think, I think the, the, I don't want to say the knock against urgent care is kind of the treat and street, right? In and out, episodic care. We, we do basically episodic care. We don't treat your diabetes. We don't, we don't treat your heart attack. Um, but you'll be surprised, again, out of that 165, 170,000 people, 30,000 of them had something else wrong that required follow-up care. So it, it has become a huge conduit to feed back into the system. Thank you. Now, Manon, you were a doctor in private practice for 12 years before opening the Remedy Room. This is obviously a field of medicine that you believe in and enjoy practicing, but it must be quite a leap to go from a regular practice where patients make appointments to something pioneering like this with kind of a shop front, walk-in style clinic. Before you launched the Remedy Room, did you do any market research or did you just like the idea and, and just went for it? Well, we'd already been practicing in a similar fashion at the Mary Clinic, where I come from a family of physicians. That that helps. That does help. (laughs) And so I've kind of learned from the best. I'd say my dad is a pioneer in um, treating patients with nutrition and certainly using IV therapy in the practice setting and saving people trips to the ER. A lot of his patients who didn't have to go to the ER because he treated them in his his clinic. And so the idea was born there. And then... um, it isn't much different from the practice of medicine that I've been practicing in the past. So it's not that big of a shift, but it is a shift to tell more people about it. I felt like it was too quiet of, um, too quiet of the information and l- like to allow more people to know what we did. And so um, I created a space that I feel like is very comfortable and easy to get to and allows people a different option. So waiting in an ER, like we've already discussed, isn't something that a 27-week pregnant 
um, patient wants to do. It's, it's much more desirable to come to the remedy room than to go to the ER, wait hours, and then, you know, maybe not feel better after they've gone. Now, your clients, uh, you know, we think of uh, we think of people that are athletes. We think of people that are um, hungover. Mm-hmm. And I guess the third would be hungover athletes, I guess would be right. the third category. But it's, uh, um, well, how does it break down? So I would say a third to maybe 40% of the businesses is, is hangovers. Um, we are kind of stuck underneath this hangover veil that that's all that people think we do. We do much more than that. And oftentimes I'd say after they're done being seen at the urgent care, getting their Tamiflu to come to us to get hydrated because it's one of the number one things we tell patients to do is that they need hydration. And so I find that we really actively see the change and see people feeling better within the time of the visit, within the 30 minutes that they're there to an hour where they're still sick right? So they haven't felt better with the medicine. So they come to us to try to continue on their health journey. There's um, so many other things that can be done that isn't being done because we don't have the time, even with urgent care. And they're doing a great job, but we have to focus on the nutrition. In order for people to heal, we have to give them their body what they need so that the body can heal because it's meant to heal. We just keep getting in the way. And so relying on one drug isn't going to do it. So well, it's you not are a progressive physician. Yes. Yes, I, I can tell that. Right now, what's the a medical procedure uh, at the remedy room? I'm just trying to picture. It's walk very in the door so you walk in. It's you, we prefer people to have an appointment. I mean, it's not that we want them to walk in, but we do take walk-ins, and very similar to the urgent care, they're going to have a very close experience. Except, I've, our our facility is is meant and set up to help them to try to relax and to try to have a more positive experience at the doctor. So it's about um, getting them in and out, but also it's about the experience. So I want them to feel well, but I want them to enjoy being um, in charge of their health and taking a proactive approach, right? So we're there for when they don't have time to be sick. So you're in a ball or you're (laughs) for New Orleans, right? Right. Or you're, it's your wedding day and your mother-in-law is is ill from the food she had. Oh, I thought she had driven you so crazy no. that you needed so, an IV. All right. So it's not just about being hungover. I mean, there's so many other reasons why people are dehydrated. We see tons of travelers. We definitely see a ton of athletes. Um, but the pers- with an athlete, do you do it before you work out or after? Some of them do it before, some of them after. Some of the benefits can, we've had a lot of people come back, tell us that they've gotten their personal best after they've seen us. Wow. So yeah. So it's a similar situation. I mean, it's all very much uh, under the standard of care, like an urgent care. It's just that we kind of focus on one of the things that most urgent cares offer. And uh, Mignon, what about um, uh, pay for this side? Is this all cash? So is there insurance? or It's all cash, but we give them the paperwork if they need to file it with their insurance. Oh, they okay. Can. Yeah. Isn't it funny when you talk about medicine somewhere along the line, you have to ask we that question. We have to question. talk about the bills, That's yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I remember seeing, I haven't seen it recently, but you had a... Um, like a remedy room truck. Do you still have yeah. that? We still have a truck. We still have a, um, we, it's a sprinter and we have, um, the bigger one got stolen. So I had heard we have this. a much smaller one. Steal I don't know. And IVs. I actually missed on the opportunity to have a big show about it to say, okay, it's been exactly a year. I don't know if I should cry or smile. Yeah. <laughs> Come on out with your hands up. Yeah. yeah. So, um, these are people anticipating hangovers. Just said, what the heck? I'll own the truck. I don't know. I don't know. But the truck is available. We have certain parties that we go out to, but it's really more for our marketing. Um, we use it for marketing and we use it for, um, for bigger groups. So what about, I mean, could people book you 
Like we would be at the end of a race, for instance, okay, right? So think of that. Um, or certainly there's people who've called after bachelor parties or bachelorette parties, where they've definitely <laughs> overdone it. Now, Evan, New Orleans is about as alcohol-centric a city as anyone could imagine. Our most famous street for which we're known worldwide is named after alcohol, bourbon. Uh, we're legally allowed to walk around any public place with a drink. You can even get a drink at the children's sports facility behind the zoo and by the way you can get beer and wine at the zoo itself there's almost no place in new orleans you can't get a drink how are you marketing home delivery of booze to a market that would seem to have pretty well established alcohol purchasing patterns sure i think there's a lot of um preconceived notions about how you do access alcohol here in New Orleans. I, I joke at company meetings that you can find alcohol under a brick in New Orleans, right? It's, <laughs> it's, not, a, uh, it's not a mystery that um, it is very prevalent. Um, but I think what it is interesting to see consumers in New Orleans um, really understanding and appreciating that there's a different level that we can bring to the conversation that brings responsibility into the conversation, uh, a responsible transaction, and facilitating a, I guess, a partnership between the consumer and a retailer who you may or may not have gone to in the past um, to really give you the products and highlight um, different, um, you know, beer, wine, and liquor. Um, that you may want to purchase. Well, now we uh, do you own the liquor, or do you go to a liquor store and get it for them and mark it up? How's it go? Fascinating that you bring that up. So you've done a lot of um, conversations in the past about disruptive technology, right? Um, Drizzly in itself is not a disruptive uh, technology partner. Um, it is actually a complementary technology to the existing three-tier platform of the. Um, beer and alcohol industry, right? Um, and so how we operate is we um, connect the consumer to a retail partner locally, um, and they are integrated into their their inventory. Um, so you can shop their inventory, browse what's available, and then make a purchase directly through our platform, either the app or online at drizzly.com. So I think a lot of the preconceived notion is that by buying through Drizzly, you're um, buying through a national company. While that is, in fact, how you access the inventory, it's not the transaction. The transaction goes to a brick and mortar store. We've partnered locally with Brady's Wine Warehouse. Um, and so they're really the experts on the ground that get to um, fulfill the order and execute the delivery. Do you get a better price because you're buying so much? Or? So we don't, and, and, and that's another important part. Um, we actually don't touch a cent of the transaction. So that transaction is fulfilled entirely by the store. So we are essentially the conduit to which the online consumer is connected to a, a retail partner. Now, uh, now you uh, went to Boston College, and the founders went to Boston College. I always like to find out how these things got started. Were these sure. just two guys in a dorm looking for beer? Yeah, I think the conversation <laughs> kind of goes along those lines, right? Um, the conversation happened that it, back in 2012, uh, the two founders, um, Nick uh, Reyes and, and Justin Robinson, um, were having a conversation, said, why is it so simplistic to order a pizza to uh, our house, but we can't get alcohol delivered? Why is that? And that kind of sent them down the rabbit hole of kind of explaining and understanding um, the alcohol industry and a way to kind of shift that um, mentality. Has uh, 
Uh, Drizzly ever spoken to Uber? I mean, would that be kind of a triangle? Or? Yeah, it's kind of interesting you bring that up. We've actually uh, run a partnership campaign here in New Orleans um, back in October. Uh, we did a sweepstakes where if you signed up as a business for Uber for Business, it aligned you as a sweepstakes entry into um, a Drizzly contest. So you win $300 for your business. <laughs> What does Drizzly stand for? It's a, you've got a logo of, is it a bear? It is a bear. That would be Grizzly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, that was part of our rebranding campaign. Um, it really represents strength, uh, leadership, and confidence, um, and that we are the leading uh, company in this, in this field of on-demand alcohol delivery, um, but it's also indicative of our playful attitude uh, as a company. Evan, I, not just because you're on the show, but I'm, I'm thinking you and Mignon ought to get together. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's some, there's some there's inroads a, there. Well, enjoy your gift certificate. After, uh, they, wow. I know. Well, we can take care of them, and he can help us with our to-go services. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, when Drizzly comes to your house, do they... Um, is it a Drizzly Mobile or is it just somebody's personal car? So it's actually run through the the um, partnership stores here. Okay. Uh, again, Brady's Wine Warehouse. Um, they field the driver fleet. Uh, and so as we grow, they grow um, to fulfill the demand. But you're um, greeted by one of their staff members at the door who actually uses our proprietary driver application within um, their app. Uh, to actually scan the back of your um, ID and verify that it is, in fact, uh, a drinker of legal age. Um, So we do that all integrated within our technology, kind of as a tool to allow them to be able to facilitate their job a little bit easier. Now, we're not that end-all be-all to this um, system. They're still trained with their store training to really execute that transaction as they would in the store. But we're giving them the tools to really help them align who should be accepting this delivery, who is of legal drinking age, and complete the transaction on site. Uh, Earlier, Keith, you had mentioned that there's just a general shortage of of doctors. Uh, How do you find your doctors? I mean, is it there's something particularly good about working in this environment? Well, I think so. Um, our docs come basically from, from two pools. We tease about the retiring ER physician. Yeah. Um, so I would say for the first seven to eight years we were in business, it was basically the physician that was somewhere, you know, 50 to 60 years old whose kids were out of college or, or and the house was paid and they wanted to work, but they didn't want to work full time and they didn't want to do overnights. And, and um, so it started that way. Now, believe it or not, in, in the last two to three years, we've gotten several young ER physicians and it's a quality of life. So um, usually it's a 12 hour shift. So they're talking 13, 14 shifts a month is full time. So... You work 15 days, you're off 15 days. They like control, oil workers. They control their right. environment. Um, it's not, there's, there's no overnights, there's no... Uh, um, so I, I think from that perspective, believe it or not, we have 54 physicians, probably 25 of which we've recruited in the last two years. Now, Mignon, Keith has been very successful and he's expanded. Does this put the light bulb over your head? Would you, do you have plans to scale? Or? I mean, maybe we should merge. Yeah. Let's merge. <laughs> <laughs> No, we do have plans to scale. I mean, hopefully we're going to head over to the North Shore pretty soon. And then, who knows, maybe Baton Rouge. We've been asked to come to Shreveport. Word of mouth is really the best way that we've grown. Um, We have to get people better or they're not coming back, right? So we often get asked, does this really work? 
Of course. I mean, we wouldn't have new business if it didn't work. Right. And that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> and we do have repeat business. Again, it's not all about the hangovers. It's about wellness. We have expanded, though. We are about to open up and straddle the space between us. So we're going to grow into Suite A as we're expanding some of our services to offer on the same vein that we offer IV, nu- IV therapy and IV nutrition. We're offering a um, 10-day IV detox to get people off of drugs and alcohol without oh, using other without using market, prescription yeah. drugs yeah and it it works new orleans is a city that is rooted in tradition on the other hand we don't seem to have any hesitation embracing change if something comes along that we like from bounce music to grocery stores we're all over it we're seeing this kind of enthusiasm for a new way of delivering health care from both of your businesses keith and mignon and a new way of delivering alcohol from your business evan Thank you all for taking the time to step away from your businesses and join me today on Out to Lunch. Appreciate this. Thank you very much. Thank you. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Keith LeBlanc. He's the co-founder and CEO of MHM Urgent Care, Mignon Mary, founder, owner, and primary physician at the Remedy Room, and Evan McTavish, the New Orleans market manager for Drizzly. You can find out more about Urgent Care, the Remedy Room, and Drizzly by following the links on our websites. It's neworleans.com and wwno.org. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Today's show is engineered by Chris Keogh. Our researcher is Matthew Ellefson. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitch's music from the Mahavishnu Orchestra to his latest record, Puzzle, is available at MitchellForeman.com. You can get the show as a podcast. You can listen to past shows. You can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, WWNO.org and itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we look like, and we are worth seeing, you can find photos from this show on our website and Facebook page. These photos were taken today by Allison Moon. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace. For more business, New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch and WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and from Iberia Bank, offering comprehensive banking services designed to meet the needs of consumer, small business, and commercial clients, serving Louisiana clients for 100 128 years and now serving a regional base with a commitment to developing people and investing in its communities, iberiabank.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp, Resource Management, LLC, Fidelity Bank, and 30 North Investments.